Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 93. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland. And also, as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod puffin. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney, episode 93, Maga may think of year of 1993. Make me yeah. think of how I used to boom and shake the room with my number one friend, Willard Smith. And it mu- must have been the year that we met. Kind of, kind of. I would say year zero. You're in Southeast Asia. You guys are familiar <laughs> with the concept of years zero. Yeah. That always turned out well. Uh, yeah. The year it's, zero it's for... A, uh, <laughs> fairly risky conversational gambit to remind people of the year zero. Yeah. <laughs> for day day one, John and our friendship, 1993. Mm. Did yeah. you come did you come mid year or did you come to the school mid year or you were first day? I came mid year, that's correct. Oh, yeah, that I came tough. Well I and I went I think I went back a year. Um I was in year six. That's true. I didn't and then I was kind of halfway through year six and I said, no, I'm gonna Pop back to year, do the second half of year five. Because you thought, um, I want to, you thought, I don't want to have to think academically. I'll just pop mm. back to a year that I've already done and I'll just use the whole year to be a cool dude. <laughs> you turned up with exactly. a baseball cap backwards. Yeah, I need to focus on social cred rather than learning. So just going <laughs> to coast for a year and like, and practice yo yo tricks. <laughs> in, your, in your shiny white Reebok pumps And boy, <laughs> did you make friends You had the oh, Paid dividends You had all the best basketball cards Everybody wanted to be best friends with You were <laughs> yeah, in 1993 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wait, that was the Man, I have to get those uh, basketball cards valued When I get back to Australia um, <laughs> You'll never have to still got, still got a folder of them And yeah, I might not You'll never have to, might work, not have to work again uh, I did a little bit of the classic, what happened in 1993, and it mm. was January 20th, Bill Clinton is sworn in as the 42nd president of huh. the United States. And then mm-hmm. I found uh, it was an important year for one of your favorite communities, the Branch Davinians, led by the charismatic oh. leader, David Koresh, and his yeah. 51-day standoff at the Branch Davidi. <laughs> Davidian compound near Waco, Texas. It kills 76 people, including David Koresh. <laughs> what did you say? Why did you deliver that in such a cheerful way? <laughs> it's a happy show. Don't praise the machine. So. <laughs> Friend of the show, David Koresh. Uh, he, was a, he was a megalomaniacal madman, and we salute him. And we salute him. 1993. Now, John, you're not in Melbourne still, I can tell, because you have a whole, you have... Yeah, I've got a very brightly coloured shirt on, because <laughs> I like people to know that I'm a dickhead on holiday. And you have an analogue camera around your neck, and a, you're holding a big <laughs> map, confused. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everyone's like, everyone else has graduated to Google Maps, but I'm still... I still insist on getting like an A2 sized map to an, an, an enormous film camera. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you went to a train station. <laughs> hey buddy. <laughs> we actually we flew into Vientiane yesterday from Oh yes, yeah, so you better Bob. tell everybody where you are. 
I'm in Vientiane, the capital of Laos, and I've been here since yesterday. It's been lovely. And I flew in with a bunch of American tourists who were in a kind of, kind of in an older generation, and they were um, on one of those very organized group tours where they all kind of amble behind a guide and look a bit perplexed. Yeah. Guides holding um, a little flag up. Over here, everybody. Mike. Mike, over here. Uh, uh, who's got my passport? Um, and there's all that. This woman got on the plane. She said, do I just sit anywhere? It's like, when is that? When, what plane works that way? Unless it's a private jet. <laughs> That's so cute. Do I just sit anywhere? Yeah. Am I do flying? I just... Am I flying the plane? <laughs> so that was sweet. And, uh, and I've seen a couple of them today because there's not, many tourist sites in Vientiane, so you tend to follow the same kind of circus yeah, around. Right. But uh but it's lovely. It's been it's been really nice. And I'm I've sub I've subbed out my usual nought for a beer lao. Yeah, my uh, old man's favourite crispy old man beverage Steve. of choice. Shout out to old man Steve, the king. Yeah. Eddie. You loves it loves a beer lao. Mm, you were telling me that that he gets them specially delivered uh, on a kind of vint- vintage Chinook every year. They, they fly <laughs> over, over Prospect. Yeah. And then, like, and then a, a person in uh, Vietnam War era American Army fatigues just hurls them out <laughs> of the side of the Chinook. They've got little parachutes on the crate, so they, they, they float, to, float down into your backyard. And, uh, and do you have some goofy anecdotes for us? Do you have goofy travel anecdote? <laughs> 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 well, the main thing that's happened since uh, since we spoke last, since everyone else heard from me last, is those of you who listened in the last episode will remember that we were talking about vibrato, your mastery of vibrato, mm-hmm. and that led to a vibrato. Yeah, that led to a bit of a vibrato off between you and me and we decided that I had, I was boasting about my ability to control (laughs) my stomach and throat and that must have angered the gods because the very next day, (laughs) the very next day my control of that region uh, reduced to about the level of a one-year-old baby for a couple of days, Uh, I must have... Must have eaten the wrong thing. So yeah. uh, I was out of commission for a couple of days, which was pretty unpleasant. But is, as everyone knows, it's a hazard of uh, traveling in this part of the world. Um, it wouldn't be a DPTM episode without some stories, some mm. focus on classic. Oh, yeah, we talk about technology, diarrhea, uh, <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but I'm all better now. And... Uh, and I wanted to throw a question to you and to our listeners about uh, digitally detoxing because okay. I've had a bit of a, <clears throat> I've had like a further week of travel. We've got now only a couple of days left until we fly back to Australia. And when I came on the trip initially, I was pretty chill about, oh, well, I, I don't know that I need to, you know, like delete any apps or do anything differently. I'll just kind of enjoy being on holiday and it'll be fine. And, you know, if I want to have a look on Instagram, so much the better. And uh, now that I'm kind of getting to the end of my trip, I'm thinking, 
maybe this would have been good. It would have accentuated my experience, would have made me feel more like I was somewhere else if I had been a bit more proactive. And I know that Dutchie's digital discipline has been an ongoing theme (laughs) of the show. (laughs) And I should have taken a leaf out of your book because, yeah, just like it's, it's, it's funny the way that when you're somewhere else, particularly somewhere like Laos, which feels pretty different from um, Melbourne, but there's nothing like getting a message on like a family group chat to pull you out of the experience of feeling like you're somewhere else <laughs> and just and kind of plant you right back. Like I was a couple of days ago, we were we decided to take a truck basically up from uh, Luang Prabang in Laos to this place called Nongkyo, which is in the north, and you drive through some pretty isolated areas through these really beautiful villages and there's like steep slopes and there was a guy like just as I was driving past this rice paddy and there was a farmer riding on an elephant crossing a field and I was like man this is pretty different like I really feel like I'm out in it and and I love that feeling and then I got a text on my phone and my dad was like I'm almost finished because he's been helping with a bit of stuff with the house. Yeah. He's like, I'm almost finished digging that trench for your bin so you can take your bin out and your garden looks a bit dry. Do you mind giving me the key box code so I can order your plants before I go home? And I was like, I really appreciate that. But at the same time, it's just kind of the opposite of feeling like I am isolated and on a exotic adventure. Yeah. Uh, having these like reminders of home and then, and then maybe a day or two after that, we were in this village and, you know, it was like a kind of no electricity, very kind of you're up in the, in the hills and I was having, sitting down to have some rice wine with this guy that lived there. And, uh, then I saw this text on my phone from Jacinta's mum because I'm in their family group chat as well. And it was something about like, I think it was from her dad actually. And it was like. I'm enjoying some oysters before the bridge tournament or something. And I was just like, man, I just don't want to think about that right now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so then I like turned the, then I turned the notifications off for those group yeah. chat threads. But I don't know, it was kind of, it was sort of too little too late. And also the temptation to keep fucking around and, you know, posting stories on Instagram and all that stuff. It's just... It's, I've got such kind of deep, unfortunate habits in that area that I'm thinking, what do I do? Do I like, do I take like a dummy phone with me? Uh, do I just delete all those apps so I can't use them while I'm away? Uh, what do you do? What do you do think, when you travel? I think the, I think the best thing to do is to le- to delete all the, all the apps. The problem that like, there's no mm. problem deleting Instagram because mm. if you delete Instagram and then you install it the next day, it's exactly the same. Like you don't lose. It picks up where you left off. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't lose anything. The problem with WhatsApp is that mm. WhatsApp encrypts all of the messages. And so mm. unless you do a kind of WhatsApp backup, if you delete WhatsApp, if you reinstall it the next day, all of your contacts mm. will appear again, but your entire message mm. history is gone. So if you've ever shared yeah. an, Im- an image or anything like that that you want to get back, mm. that's all right. that's all gone. So that's what makes it a bit difficult to delete a program yeah. like an app like WhatsApp. 
And I agree hmm. that it doesn't really work to turn notifications off because still you'll click on WhatsApp and you'll see that there's a little message in bold, meaning that it's been mm. unread and then you'll, you'll click on it. Yeah. And for yeah, me, exactly. for me, the problem with Instagram, I would love to not have Instagram on my phone, on my regular day phone, but I keep finding that I need to connect with people for various reasons like social and business and everybody uses yeah. Instagram and if you don't have it, it just makes it a bit awkward because you go, oh, can you give me Insta Instagram and can you please make sure that you like spell it correctly because I don't have Instagram on my phone so I can't look you up right now. I'll have to look you up when I get home. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Yeah, there's all that. So it is, yeah, it is tough. I haven't found, I haven't found an elegant solution with Instagram. No. The solutions are either too scorched earth or too too ineffectively minor for me. I mean, I remember going on holidays, you know, when I was a younger man and like just having a dumb phone, you know, you'd have you'd have a little bullshit Nokia in your pocket and it was like you really did feel much more kind of isolated where you were, you know, yeah. like, but much more kind of away from your normal environment. And I was talking to you recently, I, I did this thing once where I, before I came back to Australia, when I was, uh, where I was traveling through Europe and I think I kind of didn't, I think my camera was broken or something on my phone or maybe it just was really like it, just, maybe it didn't even have a camera and I had a digital camera, but I decided not to bring it uh, for one reason or another. It was probably, it was probably busted, but uh it just meant that I had no way of taking photographs mm. of the trip, which is now, now just seems inconceivable. Like I had no apps and no, not even a camera. Yeah. So I was kind of completely involuntarily in the moment. And what I would do was like sketch sometimes what I was seeing. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, I have quite vivid memories of that trip, of course, because rather than just kind of delegating all of the memorizing to, I'll just kind of snap this and, you know, look at it for 10 seconds. Say, yeah, that's a nice view. Yeah. Take a hundred photos of it and then move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you actually had to just kind of go, well, I'm just going to have to commit this to memory. So I, I remember that trip with a vividness that I probably don't trips that are much more recent. I, uh, I first went overseas in 2007 and what really struck me even back then was how many people were experiencing their holiday, because obviously I was going to a lot of tourist places around Europe mm. uh, when I went to Europe in 2007, and I noticed how many people were just experiencing their entire holiday through their digital camera, and it just really yeah. didn't sit well with me, and it felt, I just thought, this is not where I, I want to be, this is not what I want to be doing. And so when I went to uh, some of the same regions that you are in at the moment, John, in 2011, so I went to... Mm -hmm. Thailand, I was in Laos as well, in Luang Prabang, and I was also in Cambodia. And I deliberately, mm -hmm. this is quite extreme, but it's, 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 it is what happened to you. I deliberately didn't bring any camera whatsoever. Mm. So mm. I have like one photograph of, or a couple of photographs of that entire trip that were taken by other people. So I had mm. no opportunity to experience the holiday through a screen. So the entire <laughs> yeah. time in Southeast Asia in 2011 was just me, just looking out mm. at things, enjoying them going into my eyeballs instead of into mm. a lens. And everybody awesome. patted me on the back and said, not all <laughs> heroes wear capes. 
I know, like that was I did the I did that trip sans camera about the same time, and it'll probably be the last trip I ever do where I don't have any way of like screening. You know, uh, uh, where I don't have any screen with me, I don't have any way of like digitally recording what I'm going through. I don't have any real way of like at least kind of moment to moment communicating with a bunch of people. Uh, all of that's gone. And now I'm at much less risk of getting lost. Uh, <laughs> but, but, at, but at what cost? <laughs> um, this brings me to a point I was going to raise as well, because I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of pivoting the podcast into just a product review podcast. Cause I'm always thinking mm. of clever pivots. I'm often talking to you here and I'm going, this is not what I want to be doing. I want to be talking about just products and YouTube every single episode. <laughs> and I, for the first time in many years, because everybody will know, yeah. I don't like spending money on things that I don't need to. I like to fight consumerism, but mm. I have been forced, forced to buy a new phone <laughs> for the first time in many years. I have been oh, rocking wow. the iPhone SE from 2016. For years, I'm holding oh. it up to John now. There's not going to be a lot of people out there who have a phone that is still functioning, which is a model from 2016. Uh, mm. It's quite crazy. 16, 17, 18, And you changed the battery, didn't you? Because um, I remember you having mentioning that on a previous podcast that you had sort of gone outside of Apple's. Uh, you, you'd you'd reclaimed your right to repair. Yeah, I done. I did the screen. I did the screen and I did yeah. the battery, and they were both quite simple. And both, I, I think they were both like twenty bucks each to get right. the parts. Uh, so it's a seven-year-old phone. Say, like, if an iPhone from 20, 2016, There's no way that if you'd stuck with the original, you could have escaped iPhones' uh, subterfuge, their planned obsolescence of that phone. Would it's have still got the better of you. It's funny. It's still. It still functions for the most part very well. The camera died, mm. which is one of the okay. reasons why I was like, do I want to? I mean, do I want to replace the camera? Because, I mean, I can mm. replace the camera, but it's still going to look like photographs from 2016, and I kind of <laughs> need to up my social media game. I was complaining to you mm. in the week that uh, I don't have enough Instagram followers, and my goal this year is to get to 500, and that's the only, that's really my only goal for the whole... Mm -hmm. For That's my main goal for the whole year is to get to 500 Instagram followers. And so <laughs> I bought... <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful <laughs> ambition... <laughs> and so I bought, uh, and I can say this cause they didn't send it to me. So yeah, this is the thing, guys, I want everybody out there to know. I will always let you know if a company has sent me a product to review, uh, so mm. far that hasn't ever happened. So everything yeah. that I'm reviewing, I pay for. So I bought a Google Should have Pixel mentioned actually Beerlauer, our show sponsors. <laughs> uh, this stuff is disgusting. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a Google Pixel 6a. So I'm going to use that. Mm -hmm. it, it turns up in the week and I'm going to use it uh, and I'll give everybody a little, a month after using this phone review and I'll let them know what they think. What I will say is that in blind tests, the photographs from the Google Pixel 6a often yeah. win and I'm against every single phone in the world available to humanity. Oh, so wow. phones, phones that are three times as expensive in blind photograph tests, the Google Pixel yeah. 6a is known to come up as a winner. Wow. So I'm going to be taken. I said, it doesn't matter. To, I said, that's 
that's really important to me because I'm going to be taking a lot of really good social media photographs and stories on Instagram. Mm. And dick pics. I need it mostly for dick pics. I kept searching and goes, and does it win? Does it win blind tests for dick pics? What's important? What's important to me is that the that the flesh tones are correct. That, that it's getting the a good angle. Textures are picked up. Yeah, the textures are picked up. I just keep them for me. I don't send them, and I send them to you. It's just for me and you. Just reporting. And you said, you said, you got to get a new phone now because I'm sick of these grainy <laughs> old schlongs you send to me. You send <laughs> yeah, me these exactly. 2016 I can barely wangs. see what this is. I can barely see. So, <laughs> so grainy. <laughs> Sharpen it up. So the Google Pixel 6a is coming into my mm. life this year. I also want to say, give, let everybody know that I bought a new running jacket and that's the Innovate Storm Shell in beautiful lime green. I'm going to be testing that out today. So get ready, everybody, for Don't Praise the Machine product review show coming up so soon. John, I got a really good idea for something I wanted to discuss with you by listening to a podcast that I've discovered recently that I've been quite enjoying. The podcast is called Switched on Pop for anybody that wants to mm-hmm. check it out. And it's, as you can maybe imagine, it's a pop music podcast talking about all things pop music. And they did an episode mm-hmm. where they spoke to a guy called Matt Daniels. Matt Daniels is the editor of a publication called The Pudding. And the reason they spoke to Matt is because... He set up this website because he, fe- he, he was sitting around wondering, he was listening to some older music, like the music of his uh, parents' generation, and then he started thinking about his own generation, which is the 90s, and he was mm-hmm. wondering to himself, hmm, now, you know, what are the songs from my parents' era that I remember that, that didn't disappear? They stayed all the way through, and they're pretty much recognizable mm. to him and his generation. And he wondered to himself, I wonder what songs from my generation, songs that were released in the 90s, how many of them will be remembered by the next generation? So essentially... Mm, What an interesting inquiry. Yeah. So he, like us, is a Mm. millennial. So everybody, millennials today are roughly 27 to 42 years old, born between the years Mm -hmm. 1981 and 1996. And he wanted to know how much of the 90s canon would be remembered by Gen Z, those born between the years of 1995 and 2010. And so he he designed, this is uh, from the episode description on switched on pop so he designed a study that would test if gen z had a grip on 90s culture hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of participants provided over three million data points and daniels wow. passed through the study for insights and he said sad then it says sadly the majority of his most beloved songs had not survived even one generation though most mm. had been though most had been forgotten he found that a few songs had staying power across generations 
what he defined as the emerging 90s music canon. Find out what songs make it and which have fallen to the wayside. So mm. he, so hundreds of thousands of people went to his website and did the survey. So I, I did the survey okay. myself and it would present you with 90s music and you had to say whether uh-huh. you like knew the artist and song whether you recognized the song but didn't really know the, the, the artist or the title, or you just had to say, I've never heard this before. And how many, how many songs are we talking about? Like, did, it, did he curate a list of 90s kind of number one hits that he presented you with and said, you know, do you remember this? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it randomly gave you a handful of different songs. So I think he had like right. potentially thousands of songs from the 90s. And it would give oh. it would give a certain different groups of people different uh, yeah, songs. Yeah, okay. Um, and then ag- aggregate the results. Yeah. Mm. So I was go- I thought I could go through with you and just let you know which ones mm. have. So you'll be happy to know that I'm just going to bring the site up here, John. Mm. So just while you're doing that, it's yeah. interesting because. We've talked previously on the show, I think we did this for like your birthday episode and, you know, kind of a feel old yet type exercise where you go, well, the music that, you know, where the, the music, the nineties is, is essentially what the sixties was in the nineties, of course. So, mm, you know, you're thinking crazy. about like music when you're coming of age where, where you go like, well, there was the Beatles and there was Led Zeppelin and there was, you know, Bob Dylan and these music that my parents are listening to and then you know flash forward to now and then somebody listening to nirvana nirvana yeah the same kind of thing have a have a nirvana poster on your wall like you would a hendrix poster exactly yeah so one of the one of the main findings uh that daniel's found is that if you are five years old or younger Mm -hmm. at the time of a music release you have a much le- there's a much weaker chance of you remembering and knowing that song. So you have to be mm. essentially five years old or over at the time mm. of a music of a song's release generally for you right. to remember it. That is, of course, unless it's one of these songs that's pierced through and is just a mainstay, yeah. which we'll get to in a sec. Um, right. So he was mentioning that, like, he thought that No Diggity by. Mm. Um, that no diggity by is it by Black Street? So yeah, apparently the drop off rate between the generations in the case of no diggity is one indicator, uh, and apparently it's not really it's not really doing too well. No diggity is starting to really it hasn't fall broken off. through. And, and similarly, uh, the sign by Ace of Base is is starting to fall pretty oh. sharply. I That's saw surprising. the sign and it opened up my eyes. Mm-hmm. I saw the sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's being, it's being, it's falling into obscurity now already. Yep, falling to obscurity. Now you like this. So he says, he wrote, he wrote here in 1999, Wild Wild West was the song of the summer. Yet <laughs> it is fading far faster than any other 90s hit with comparable starting popularity. And that made me so happy to hear. <laughs> Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Fading yeah. into obscurity like you know it should. <laughs> yeah. It's it should not have ended up 
It should have ended up on the cutting room floor from the get go. Really, there's a he's, there's a bunch here. These are ones. Mm. These are ones mm. that maybe that maybe mm. us uh, millennials would remember, John. But are fading mm-hmm. fast, comparable to their initial popular popularity. We got Wild Wild West from Will Smith, 1999. You're still yep. the one by Shania Twain, 1998. Oh yeah, okay. If you had my love by Jennifer Lopez, 1999. Do you oh. remember that? I do. That one's yeah. that one's real fading fast. Meaning that the new generation beneath ours does not really remember it. They don't know it so they don't know it so well. They're shrugging their shoulders. Mm. Mm. And the ones that are the killers, John, these are the nineties ones that most Gen Zers know. So these are the ones that are entering yeah. that. Musical that '90s musical can and the stayers. I think this is the, this is the top five. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Number one is "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. Oh wow! Uh, that was in the movie Titanic. Being in the movie might have something mm. to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Number two, "Hear Me, Baby, One More Time" by Yeah. Yeah. That's that makes Number sense. Number three, "Wannabe" Spice Girls. Huh. Number four. All-Star, Smash Mouth. Hmm. Hey, now, you're an all-star. And number five, yep. one that really surprised me, Munich's finest. It's Lou Bega with Mumbo, <laughs> number five. <laughs> Nobody knows he's German. I just love that. I just love that Lou Bega is from Munich. <laughs> like, I know. When you, t- when you mentioned that he was from Munich, I thought I must have known that at some right. point, but I just forgot it because... He's got this kind of, um, you know, sort of ultra-American kind of swing persona. Yeah, it's a, that's, the, that's it. He does have an ultra-American swing persona. He was a swing mm. daddy, but mm. he's a Bavarian swing daddy. <laughs> Bavarian swing daddy. <laughs> Sounds like a very specific <laughs> sexual preference. So I thought what could be a fun game to, to end this segment is if I send you the list. Yeah, if you scroll, yeah. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, I've just sent it there to you. If you scroll down the bottom, you can see the the list of like the hundred most recognized '90s songs by Gen Z. And if yeah, you just, okay. I thought you can pick three at random, and and we can ma- we can ask each other if you can sing the lyrics. I'll start as you as you're searching <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, it's what a, a really. It's we should maybe post the um. The article because it's fascinating. It shows you popular average, and then it shows the song relative to the popular average. And some of them, over time, decline very quickly, and some of them basically maintain a level of awareness that that yeah, uh, is well above average. Yeah. Um, uh, so you want me to go? I'll go. F- I'll go first. What if I yeah. ask you just to sing a little bit of a little bit of a line from one of the most recognized songs of the nineties by Gen Z? Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Oh, yeah, sure. Give me a little bit of that one, John, John. Okay. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Light. Is that how it goes? Losing my religion. Trying to keep. Thank you, John Maloney. Thank you so much. I want to mention that I once saw Michael Stipe in a restaurant (laughs) in Berlin. Yeah. In the toilet, didn't you? (laughs) You looked at. Uh, he looked at me as I left the toilet and we made eye oh. contact and I thought, what a strange Some experience reason. that I used to watch him in the 90s on that losing my iconic Losing My Religion video. I used to watch it 
as a seven or eight year old in the early mm. 90s and think, what a cool video. And I love this strange man's dancing. I hope he looks me directly in the eye after I come out of a toilet in a restaurant in Berlin in 2015. <laughs> and it finally came true. <laughs> and now he's got a now he's got a visual memory of you freshly relieved uh, leaving a yeah. toilet. Thank you. In, for Thank some reason, much, I'd remember Michael that Stein. as you as you kicking the door of the cubicle in and just getting a quick look at him. Um, <laughs> Shall I do that? You okay. ready for another? Yeah, sure. Will you please <laughs> sing for me? Yeah. Um, what about, this is how we do it, Montel Jordan. <laughs> this is how we do it. Beautiful. I don't actually remember any lyrics. This is how we do it. Do it. Friday, it's Friday night. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And what if Can I, I give you one? What if I ask you to, uh, yeah, do you want to give me one? Sure. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Okay, how about this one's got fairly limited. Interesting. It's a bit of an outlier. It's got fairly limited rec recollection among both Gen Z and millennials. So it's got a 40% recollection, I think, if I'm reading this stats correctly, among um, amongst millennials and only a slightly lower, about a 33% among uh, Gen Z. And that is the song, okay. I've, been th I've Been Thinking About You, I think it's oh, called. Oh, by London by, Beat. By London Beat. That's a great song. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, yeah, I love that song. Uh, it go whether well, it goes. I must have been stone. We must have been stone crazy. Boom, 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 ba doom, ba doom. When we thought we were just friends. Boom, ba doom, ba. Cause I missed you, baby. Boom, 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 boom. And I've got those feelings again. <laughs> wow. I guess I'm all confused about you. Great song, London Beat. I'm wow. thinking about you. Thanks so much, I think John. You've got like a one percent, top one percentile recollection <laughs> of that song, I reckon. <laughs> um, how about one for you, John? Yeah. Semi Charmed Life from Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Semi Do you remember that one? Life. Yeah. Oh fuck! It's really it's hard to differentiate that from all you, the other I, kind I of. I can give you. I can give you a nudge. So it goes. Semi charm kind of life. Yeah. That's I it, baby. want something else to get me through get this. Get me through this. Semi charm kind of life. That's a great baby, song. Baby. That's a great song. I can't can't remember any of the had the kind of um, you know, sort of when when white people started to kind of adopt a bit of rapity rap. Uh, but they didn't really. Yeah, wanna... it does have a bit of rap. Is this kind of rap singing that song? Exactly. What about? I'll just perform. Uh, maybe we can just pick them now for each other. Yeah. What about? Who remembers? I swear. From All mm. for One from mm. 1994. I see the questions in your eyes. I know what's weighing on your mind. And I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky. 
Acid Jam. Mm-hmm. It was originally a uh, it was originally a country music hit from the same year, I think. And they heard it oh. in the pop world, and they said, "Let's get that out of the country charts, put it in the pop charts." Mm. The original What's version just goes. I see the questions in your eyes. <laughs> I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky. I'll be there. Mm. All right, I'm going to give you another one. What about? Oh. What about? Do you uh, do you love to sing "Winds of Change" by Scorpion? This has got extremely low uh, recognition yeah. from both. Does it? Millennials and Gen Z. Yeah, it was early '90s. Mm. And uh, actually, maybe I'm reading this chart wrong. No, I think it's Lahu, yeah. When, so I'm going to find it. 31% of Gen Z 31. and 25% that's, of millennials. That's, that's a, a disgrace. That's, that's a disgrace. <laughs> what are we teaching kids? <laughs> what about Here Comes we the actually, from we, Inikamozi? Didn't you we love, love, love that song? <laughs> Here Comes the Art Murderer, Himdalirikal Gangster. Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Still love you like that. Murderer. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah, we, we often sing uh, Wind of Change because yeah. because uh, it wasn't it associated with, um, wasn't it kind of famously associated with the fall of the Berlin yeah, Wall and so on? And so whenever I'm written, in Berlin, I, I start thinking about that. Yeah. Hello, you, the Moskva. Yeah. I used... When I first moved to Berlin, I was staying at my mate Nico's flat and he had mm. a beautiful view looking over the city and I used to look at the iconic TV tower off in the distance, sparkling lights and and and, and flickering red light mm. on the top and I used to listen to Winds of Change and drink cheap beer and just weep and think, <laughs> what, I can't believe that I'm happening, that this is here, I'm ha- this is happening. <laughs> I can't believe it. I uh, can't believe it. Yeah, there's quite a few, as you'd expect, uh, for a year with such, with which was so fertile artistically. There's quite a few from ni- '93, including the classic "A Whole New World," which I yeah. sing, which I sing with a weird. Even though I know very few lyrics, I get it in my head, like more regularly than one would expect. A whole new world, because mm. it's is that the one. Don't from, you dare close your eyes. From Aladdin. Oh, that she wants. Fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no, nor where to go, or say we're only dreaming. I mean, the, the classic Informer by Snow. Yeah. Uh, I cannot. How is that only uh, retaining 53% recollection among. Millennials. I mean, it's anyone who is a lot. Another one. Another one that's extremely recognised. Another one with the biggest, steepest drop off. That's very recognised by millennials and very not recognised by Gen Z. Is "One Week" by Bare Naked Ladies. Mmm. It's been. There you go. It's been. Shout out to my friend Jordan. (laughs) Jordan just. Jordan sent me a voice note about two weeks ago on WhatsApp that was literally just him going. It was like one second, and I just thought, "What the fuck is this?" And I just pressed play, and it was just him going, "It's been." <laughs> so there you go. That's that's how the generational gap is really widening. Mm. And I want to say, why don't you guys send us in? Maybe guys out. Hey, every we've got some. We've got a lot of 
young parents out there in the DPTM community, and we want to say to you guys, what songs do you absolutely love to bump in the car and you're real disappointed when your idiot son doesn't know <laughs> Here Comes a Hot Stepper by Any Kamozi? Let us know. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in episode number 93 of Don't Praise the Machine. I want to say, if you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please pause right now. Go to Apple Podcasts if you use that particular app and give it five stars and say one of the best casts that I get to listen to each week. It would really help. We're trying to do a bit of a push this year to grow mm. the community. We're really trying to scale I listen to a lot of podcasts about business and they're always talking about scaling and I really want to scale. So you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or click the little share button right now. Share the podcast with a friend or a co-worker. I'm going to leave a little gap now where you, where you will definitely do that. Here comes a gap. You press pause and then I'll come back and I won't need to reprimand you because you did the right thing. Here it comes now. There's a gap. Oh, thank you so much for doing that, everybody. Thanks, and everyone. John, thanks, everyone. We really appreciate that you did as you were asked. And <laughs> <laughs> and John, do you want to say anything before I put you to bed tonight? Can you play crazy for me? Can I wake, um, can I wake you tonight? <laughs> I want to say, yeah, thanks, Al, for mentioning that. We are um, we are looking at growing the cast, and we do love it when you share it with friends or when you give it a good review or when you share it on social media. So please keep doing that, and we really appreciate it. And I want to cool. say shout-out to the good people of Vientiane. There's a real atmosphere of festivity, and I think some of that is probably down to the fact that DPTM is back for another year. <laughs> Um, my Laotian is not very good, but that's, that's what I'm picking up and shout out to be a Laos show sponsors. I'm going to be reporting to you next week, uh, back in Melbourne business as usual. Uh, but thank you for being with me on my journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 93 of Don't Praise the Machine. What a fantastic episode it's We'd absolutely love dipping back in to a little bit of chat about Dutchie's digital discipline. Don't forget to send us your tips for detoxing and being in the moment when you're in Laos. And we absolutely love talking about the music of the 90s that's being remembered and all forgotten by Generation Z. You know, things have well and truly gone to the dogs when Generation Z's recollection of the John Bon Jovi hit Blaze of Glory tops out at 15%. Come on, guys. As always, I've been one of your hosts, and I always go by the name Alexander Horn and Being sat digitally next to my number one 90s music canon pod piper. He's got to be the one called John Maloney. Thanks so much, John Maloney, and thank you, Don't Praise the Machiners. We'll see you next week.